Cape Talk. The Fringe, only on late nights. Okay, next up this evening, disabled residents living at uh, three residential facilities in the Mother City now have a new level of autonomy, and it's all thanks to a state-of-the-art voice-controlled technology. Uh, they're now able to perform simple tasks every day uh, using their voice to wake up uh, what's called a voice-activated quality-of-life system uh, known as Alexa. You may have heard of Alexa. Uh, in the past, where residents would needed to uh, perhaps have called a carer for assistance, now they can just ask Alexa to switch on a light or change a TV channel or, or even just call for assistance. And to tell us more uh, about uh, the system, I'm joined by Cliff Court, who is CEO of uh, Coral Tech, the company who developed and installed the system. Cliff, welcome. How fantastic is this? Um, well, the people using it, I, I've literally witnessed it being life-changing. So it's been a wonderful project to be involved with. And, uh, yeah, literally you see it before your own eyes. So tell us, I, I gave a brief overview there of the kind of things that, uh, that it's able to help people with. But, but give us, uh, give us a, a more technical, uh, a more technical insight, if you will, and exactly how in practical terms this is, as you say, changing the lives of residents, uh, in, uh, in these uh, facilities in Cape Town. Well, I think, um, people who are able-bodied, um, uh, you know, like myself, have, have no idea just how difficult it is for people with physical disabilities. You know, if you're quadriplegic, you, you literally, you know, can't move a, at all uh, from the neck down. And even people with, para, you know, who are paraplegics, the lower half of their body, they can't move, and often they have difficulty with the upper part as well. So for a lot of these people, um, just to do the most basic thing that you and I don't even think about, like turning on a light, changing a TV channel, you know, requesting a particular radio station, they actually have to call for help. And um, one of the first people I met on this project told me how he wakes up at 3 a.m. each morning because he, he struggles with heat, and he sits there sweating, and he would have to blow into a pipe to call someone to turn on a fan for him, but he feels too bad to wake up a caregiver at that hour. So he just sits there sweating. And, and today, he literally says, turn on fan, and the fan comes on. And then he can actually watch TV for a bit and change channels while he does it, all without disturbing anybody. And I don't know how to put that numerically, but it is a, a wonderful you know, change for him and his life. So in terms of getting people used to the, to the technology, how simple was that? Well, um, it was as simple as them uh, speaking to it. I think uh, many listeners will know, will have heard of at least Siri, you know, which is mm. the uh, iPhone system that you can speak to. The one that you refer to with Alexa, which is only one of the systems uh, we can use, is actually from Amazon. That's the word they use instead of uh, the Siri word. And in fact, there are multiple words that can be used. It can be Alexa or computer or Echo or even Google's got their own one. And so you speak to this device, which is in the middle of the room, and it is then linked to various other smart devices that control a TV or a plug or the light. And it's literally a matter of saying something like Alexa and then turn on light. You, you literally speak in English. It isn't in other languages uh, at the moment, although we have written an extra piece that allows South Africans to ask for their favorite local you know, radio station, whether it's Zulu, Ikozi, or Radio Sonokrensa for Afrikaans uh, speakers. Well, it would obviously be um, Cape Talk, but I see your point, Cliff, yes. <laughs> it would, yes. Cape Talk is definitely there, I can assure you. 
<laughs> Good. So, um, how many uh, how many of these systems have been installed uh, in uh, in in these local facilities? Um, well, we tested with um, three different people with different disabilities for nearly a year as as Coral Tech, and using Quad Para was a critical part to oversee the Quad Para Association to check that we were looking after the best interests of the people and to check its effectiveness. And by the end of 2017. Both Quad Para Association and ourselves felt that this was a, you know, a very uh, exciting innovation. And so, from January 2018, we've now installed 51 systems at um, three different care homes in Cape Town. And uh, if I can just add one more thing, a very important thing that. Uh, the funding or part of the funding for this came from the Rotary Club of Claremont who've really been wonderful in their support of this project. Is it expensive to uh, to set up, Cliff? Um, relatively. Um, one of the issues is, for example, the first time we did Turpal Cheshire Home, which had 31 rooms, in there they had no internet and no Wi-Fi at all. So as part of the implementation, we installed Wi-Fi throughout the home and fibre to the home. Um, so in some cases, it's been more expensive than others. The, the devices are, are mostly imported, although the software we, we built here. Um, so it's several thousand rand uh, per room. Um, but uh, again, Turfall often in most rooms has two people per room. So you sort of get a doubling up of the benefit. Do you think it's the kind of thing that, I mean, obviously the benefits that it offers users are uh, innumerable and, and incredible, but do you think it then frees up time for staff to focus on the care elements um, of, yes, of, fact, of those people? Uh, mm. It was a side effect that I actually we hadn't envisaged when we, we first thought of it. But as soon as we started installing in the first home, um, the, the head of uh, Turfall, um, Harry Van Eck, said to me, Cliff, this is going to uh, free up our staff to do all sorts of tasks. You know, they're always understaffed. There's mm. always pressure on the budget for these homes. When I last spoke to him, this was not scientific, but he estimated that it's probably saving each staff member about an hour a day from them literally running around room to room, literally to turn on a light or turn mm. on a you know, TV channel that they now actually get to do some of the more personal stuff that they don't get to, things like cutting nails and combing hair and, you know, just stuff that I think is actually important for people. Do you think it's the kind of thing, and there will be people listening in now who perhaps aren't uh, are, aren't uh, able-bodied but are living uh, independently perhaps or, or living at home, aren't in facilities, it's the kind of thing that could help people, uh, as I say, who aren't in, in, uh, in uh, assisted facilities? Yes, um, we started with homes just because obviously there was a collection of people in one place mm. and it, it was sort of, um, it made more sense to start there. But this absolutely could be used in a home where a family member is bedridden. Uh, there are, of course, people using it in their home simply for convenience. Mm. At my own home, which is where we learned how to work with this technology. It's, I find it very convenient. But as I say, for people who are bedridden, or find it difficult to get around. It is a you know um, a real life changer. So it can definitely work both in private homes as well as uh, residential homes. And if people want to, I mean, you mentioned that Alexa is the the Amazon uh, version. I mean, is it how how expensive is the device itself? Well, that's the thing. This isn't a device. The vocal, so it's not actually called Alexa at all. Alexa oh. is actually just just the word that is used. To just wake to, up, I system. see. Just as, just as you call Siri on on your sure. iPhone, it's just the name of. There's just the word. 
So the system was called vocal because it's voice, the VO is voice activated. Right. And quality of life is the QOL. And um, so, um, in fact, it's a, it's a set of devices that are imported, and then we go to install it. We, if they need Wi-Fi, we put that in. And then we configure all these devices together and then add software on top of it so that it becomes an integrated system. To the user, it's literally, can you say the words, turn on TV uh, or turn on you know, light or fan and, and so on. And the interesting thing we found is that, of course, there's some people who can't say that. They actually have no voice or they have speech impediments. This was another thing that we actually stumbled onto. And for those people who, who have a speech impediment um, but still have some movement in their hands, we've actually been working on a remote-controlled voice recorder that allows you or I to record the commands. And if they're able to reach the buttons on this uh, remote, then the system will actually speak for them and give the instruction. Uh, and um, so we're not leaving those people behind in this project. We actually are hoping to look after them as well. So just explain to me again, and you'll have to bear with me, Cliff, because I'm a, I'm a technophobe of note. Um, the, a speaker, that you, one needs to have a speaker. Correct. Right? So that sits in the middle of the room. You could imagine your phone sitting in the middle of the room, except it's not a phone. It looks a bit like a hawk. An ice hockey puck. Yeah. And it's, it sits in the middle of, um, or it doesn't have to be in the middle, it sits somewhere in the room. And as long as it's within speaking volume of where you are lying or where you are sitting, then you speak to it. And you might use the word Alexa. As I say, Google have their own word. Mm. They have one where you say, hey, Google, or okay, Google. Yes. And what you do is when you say turn on light, what it does is it's been configured that it speaks to um, a smart light bulb, which has also been configured, and they've been connected together using apps and various bits of software. So when you say turn on light, that actually gets translated in, into an instruction which reaches a smart light bulb and it turns on. That all happens in a couple of seconds, and that's you know that's all the tech underneath it. And the same applies to the TV. The TVs actually are a lot of uh, effort to set up because there's so many different TVs, and, and you don't need a fancy flat screen today. The majority of the installations are very old cathode-rate tube TVs, and we spend many hours figuring out how to get the code from their remotes. Um, so we do all the hard work in the background, but when people use it, it's literally giving a, an instruction like turn to channel 4, and the TV will do it a few seconds later. Absolutely extraordinary, Cliff. I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic, and as you say, uh, life changing uh, for the for the users uh, who who have that installed. Well, uh, if people can get any more uh, any more details, is there somewhere that they can contact you or? Well, what I suggest and really um, you know um, encourage people to go to the Quad Para Association Western Cape site on on uh, Facebook. So if you look up Quad Para Western Cape on Facebook, if you look up their page, they're the ones who have overseen this and have been very important and, and really encouraged this whole project. You can see videos there. You can see other information about uh, funding there. And we're looking to fund, or they're looking to fund, an additional 32 rooms this year or 32 installations. So I'd encourage people to go and look at the Quad Para Western Cape for more information on vocal. Mm, wonderful stuff. Cliff, thanks so much for uh, spending time with us uh, and explaining this uh, this incredible uh, technology. Great stuff. Okay, thanks very 